This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And now for something completely different. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And now, here's your host. He talks right, he knows his stuff, and he knows how to make a girl laugh. Thank you! I'm here all week. Right, Chris. All right. How the devil are we all? Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. Good day. Good night. Goodbye. Hello. How are we all feeling? The morning after. The day before. Um. Look, 
This is Left Until I Die TV. We are live now on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter under under now LTID TV. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, that is Left Until I Die TV on all the major podcast platforms. And you can also ask your smart speakers to play the podcast, Lester Till I Die. For some reason, you have to say the whole play the podcast, Lester Till I Die. But there we go. And of course, we are all over the socials, LTID TV. Check us out, or Lester Till I Die, whichever one you can find us under. Uh, because of the nature, because this is Life's a Pitch, uh, this is the fifth one, it's a bit of a soapbox show. Um, and because... Of the sort of show it is, I would just like to point out, as, a, as it says there, that football is all about opinions, and all opinions are valid. Whatever I say, let's just say, as host, whether it's live in the show here, or on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, whatever I post, whatever I say, isn't always what I believe, it's what I talk about or post to create discussion just like talk sport you know if we if people did not respond to us then we wouldn't basically have much of a, a social platform that said this one today is very very personal we want you to join into the debate but please add to the debate address the questions that are being raised do not shoot the messenger because that basically does not add anything to the discussion at all and just shows you what to be, to be honest with you. So, and anything like that, it's an immediate ban. I will not have abuse or anything in the chat. As somebody who's been stalked recently via Facebook and YouTube, it ends. Um, so, yeah, just show respect to each other. That's all you've got to do. Be nice. I really, really, really don't know where to start with this one i'm going to start with uh i'm going to be honest with you let's start with some of your comments and then we'll get into sort of my rant um rogers needs to be sacked now <laughs> he does indeed scott he does indeed uh rene uh imagine if gary lineker tells top sacked rogers and then top appointed gary lineker i know it wouldn't happen but imagine that i wouldn't want it to happen would you really want Gary Lineker? I mean, you know, whatever your politics are, whether you think you should say what he thinks, I would not want that bully anywhere near my club managing it. I'm sorry. And I know he saved us once from going out of business. But if you've ever, you know, if somebody was bullied by him at school and as somebody, I mean, he gets £1.3 million for doing, what is it, an hour and a half a week and spouting off a load of stuff that we don't want to hear. Um then for, I know, no. And what experience has he got, Rene? Think about what you're saying. What experience has he got? Um, we, I, I agree with you there, though. We are, um, <laughs> right with you, Gamalinica couldn't save 5p in a bank account. What are you on about? Uh, Mike, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, Gray, good afternoon. Chris, still no good news. Uh, Dave Edmonds can hear you knocking. Yes, indeed. Uh, Liverpool fans warned you about Rodgers. He can only have three seasons. That's his limit. And now you're in relegation zone. Uh, something needs to change before it's too late. It is Doug, and we'll be talking all about that this morning. And then everybody's saying hello to everybody else. David is in. Hi, Chris. Brendan not gone yet. No surprise, indeed. And then everybody is saying hello to everybody else, I believe. Um... 
Veach, I had a dream. This is a bloody nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Mighty Mouse, hi guys. Would you take Mike Ashley or current owners? Oh no, the current owners. Look, you know. Well, I'll, let me let me come on to. I, I will come on to this later. I certainly uh, would not take Mike Ashley. But then again, you know, if he was to save the club from going bust, you'd make a deal with the devil, wouldn't you? Uh, three seasons really the limit. No to Lineker, exactly. Told you then. Hello. Um, <laughs> Gary Lineker, let's get Shakespeare back. Do you know, if you're going to get Gary Lineker, we might as well dig Jimmy Bloomfield up out of his grave. Um, you did hear it right, unfortunately, Mike. Yes. Um, but look. Two things disappointed me this morning, and I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to lie about them. Um, the first thing that disappointed me was that I woke up and Scarlett Johansson wasn't in my bed. But I, I kind of get used to that every morning. Second thing that disappointed me was my phone hadn't gone... Um, my phone hadn't gone mad with people messaging me saying, wake up, have you not heard Rogers has been sacked? I don't think he will be sacked now until the end of the season. I don't agree with that, but that is that gentleman's their decision. Uh, he owns the club. He puts money into the club. Let's face it, if he wanted us to go out and play naked every week, he can do that. You know, it's his club. It's his club. And here's Boar and his dad and the King Power Group have brought amazing success to this club, which probably makes it harder, probably makes it harder to stomach where we are now. Let me first of all say, whether you think the players are giving their all or not, and there's a, you know, there's a lot of arguments, I saw some performances out there, and I'm not saying that, you know, no player I don't think necessarily deliberately goes out and has a bad game. But if you have a good game and Brendan Rodgers praises you, you never see the first team again. <laughs> Hamza Chowdhury. Papamende. Need I say more? And I would, if I was one of those Leicester players, I would definitely be thinking, "Fuck am I not? I'm not going to go out and play well because he'll come out, praise me, and then I'll never, never get another game again." Dennis Pratt, don't know if he was injured or not. I don't think he was. Well, let's be honest with you. We might as well have Harold Chipman as the team doctor at the training ground. We've got that many bloody injuries. So, but he wasn't even in the squad. And yet, Soyuncu was in the squad. But don't start me on Soyuncu. Whatever we say about the players, they're not doing the basics. I, yesterday, during the watch-along, I mean, the, the, the well-known phrase is it's men, it's men against boys. I, I have taught my sons under-11 football team, and they played better than that. It's the simple things. It's the passing. We, know we can't pass to anybody that plays for our own team. Now, defending, you could say, well, we defended well yesterday where they had all the pressure. We were not defending. We were booting the ball like, like anywhere in that first half. It was embarrassing. 
that first half, and I know David just put the, the stats in, and we'll come to that in a second, because yesterday just summed up, so it was only one game, but it summed up how how we are, you know, we are at the moment. And at half time, a team that we are supposed to be going out to try to beat, because to be honest with you, we ain't gonna beat Man City. <laughs> we ain't going to absolutely they're gonna put 20 shots, it'd be 20 nil with that team. And you know, that first half, it, it like I say, it was not men against boys. It was not even men. It wasn't even Premier League versus League Two, which is what I said, because that's an insult to League Two clubs. It, it was a powder puff performance. What is he doing? Part of a manager's job is to galvanise the players, to basically get them to, to you know, to go out there and, and <laughs> leave parts of their body on the pitch. We're lucky they couldn't even bloody spit on the pitch, those players. But it comes, but we can't sack 15 players. That's the thing. And I'm fed up with saying, oh, the players have got to take the blame. Well, let's sack all the players then. We won't have a fucking squad. And we'll put Rogers out to play on his own. You know, we cannot sack all the players. And the manager, it's his job. If they are not playing right, it's his job to drop them. But he only drops players that are playing well. But then I'm thinking, right, okay. You said earlier about uh, Doug, about Liverpool telling us he's only a three-season manager. Quite right. And I can remember when we signed Claudio Ranieri. And don't forget, I was one of those that absolutely wanted... I was welcoming him in with open arms. Um, An Italian journalist wrote, Claudio Ranieri will have one good season... And then he'll peter off because he always does. And that was true. And you were true about Rogers. But last season, it was a bit of a false dawn because we had a good running at the end of the season. But that good running meant that we, we actually finished probably better than where we deserved. And we got to a semi-final of a European competition. Uh, so that probably saved him his job, if I'm honest with you. Uh, but I think he should have gone at the end of last season. But I said, all right, you know, let's see how he gets on this season. Oh, we had a fucking awful start. We know we did. Look at the results. They were goddamn awful. And unfortunately, we went on a bit of a good run just before the World Cup. But when you look at the teams that we won then, or won against. There were teams that we should have been beating, and no disrespect to them, because let's be honest, they'd be looking at Leicester saying the same. But they would be looking at Leicester and thinking, yeah, we could beat these. But they are teams we should have been beating. So so we weren't suddenly hitting great form. We were just doing what we should be doing. And yet Michael says there, we don't have a manager, here's a coach. Well, he should start fucking coaching then, because he ain't coaching anybody at the moment. And then Top, and I do blame Top for this. Top did hang Rogers out to dry. Uh, all right, you know, look, we cannot carry on saying, oh, look, you know, he's, he's trying to sort things out after his father died, blah, blah. 
My mum died three years ago. Get over it. It happened. He's gone. It was dra- it was dramatic. It was a. It's beginning. You know, if all we're trying to make excuses for top like we are for Prince Harry, it happened. We grieved. We felt sorry. The footballing world came together. He made the decision, and thank God he did, to to stay with the club. Because I thought he could walk away, and I would have understood it if he'd walked away. But he decided he wanted to stay and carry on his father's dream. And he got us to an FA Cup final. He actually, we won the FA Cup final. Now, yes, we were lucky, VAR and Chilwell's big toenail, etc. But man, we, we won it. And he was dancing on the pitch with Rodgers. And we finished fifth twice, nearly getting into the Champions League. But fifth was fucking brilliant for a club like Leicester. Semi-finals, quarter-finals of, of cup competitions. And then it all went wrong. And Rodgers came out, rightly or wrongly. I don't I don't agree with um don't agree with, with, with how Brendan Rogers does it. But he came, you know, he came out and was he criticizes everybody except himself. You know, I thought, to be honest with you, when, when Liverpool won the other night, and wherever it was in Europe, I actually thought that the manager of the other side was the Brendan Rodgers blaming the long grass. You know, we've had cold spells, we've had warm spells, we've got the oldest squad, we've got the youngest squad, players have got piles. You don't know what he's going to come up with next. But, and like I said, this is where Top needs to, to grow a pair. Roger said he needed a a rebuild. And fair enough. We we do like our players here and we came to try to see to hold on to the memories of these players. Like Gary Lineker was, was suggested as the manager earlier. Why? What's he done? Yes, he's been a hero at Leicester. Yes, he saved the club from going bust. But oh that was Scotland, Spain, Chris, was it? Uh, sorry, that was it. Um I do apologize. Um I think I saw you post and just presumed it was Liverpool. Um, yeah, um, but we have to let these players go. Vardy, brilliant, but he's passed it now. He's had his best. Schmeichel, yeah, everybody's saying, oh, we should never have let Schmeichel go. Really? You weren't saying that at the back end of last year when he was shit and was impersonating Dracula and didn't come out for crosses. And I don't agree with the way that, that, that Brendan Rodgers goes about that sort of thing. But Top did not tell him that we didn't have any money to spend. He, Top, sat there and let Rogers go out every week to the press conference. Well, you know, we want to sign this player. He was approaching players not knowing that he couldn't buy them. He was he was getting agreements to sign players because the guy in that picture there had not got the decency to tell him. And you know what else? He had not got the decency to tell the fans. Yes, he did eventually. When did he tell the fans? In the match programme for the Manchester United game. And when was that Manchester United game? Transfer deadline day. A bit fucking late then, wasn't it, Top? Because by then we were all pissed off wondering what was going on. This club, this club... used to be one that other clubs looked up to. They wanted to say, yeah, we want to we want to run be run like the Leicester model. Fucking don't now, do they? 
you've taken this great and I love what you've done and I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to go. I mean, you've, you've committed 192 million pounds to get to write off some debt for this club. You put that into shares. I'll be honest with you, you've got the odd thousand. Send it my way, please. But I love you for that. But that is, you've still got to look at the main problem. That isn't the only, that was one problem and you have sorted that out and we love you for doing it. But you're like Nero. You're fiddling while Leicester City is burning. Crystal Palace, agree with it or not, had the balls to make a decision and say, Patrick Vieira has lost the dressing room. He's not playing very well. And that's coming from Palace fans, by the way. Um, we need to get him out. We haven't won this this year yet. Do you know what he did? They sacked him. And they got Roy, Roy Rogers, I was going to say then, Roy Hodgson in. And we could do it with Roy Rogers. He got Roy, Roy Hodgson in. And we all laughed. We all went, hey, the care home's just uh, got a spare room now that they can take somebody in. Um, we're not laughing now, are we? Because I tell you what, if, if Crystal Palace play like they played in that first half against us, it, it, it's... They will, they will have no problems in going, in staying up or going down. Let me just show you. Uh, let me just show you this. That is the heat map from the first nine to forty-five minutes of yesterday's game. For fuck's sake, we we are hardly in their half. That's forty-five minutes. We were. That's where our players were, on in our own half. When we did get the ball up, it was because we boofed it out of defence. Not any night neat passing or anything like that. We were panicking. That's what he has reduced us to. 31 shots yesterday against us. Just bring that up there. 31 shots, I believe it was, against three. Another record Brendan's got for us. Well done, record. Well done, record. Well done, Brendan. That's now the biggest gap ever in Premier League history between shots from one team to the other team. And what was Brendan doing? He was eating his seal bar because he collapsed like a seal. Where was top? Where was top to be seen? He needs to he needs to start making decisions. That is embarrassing. That's not against the Manchester City. That's not against Liverpool. And we we know we, we we're that we're that good. We score goals for them so they can beat us. You know that's not against Arsenal. That's against Crystal fucking Palace. No disrespect to them, but we should not. Whether we win or lose, and we lost, and fair play. They they deserved it. They deserved it. And I, when we look and say our man of the match was our goalkeeper, that's how much they deserved it. <laughs> that is what a manager has brought in. I, people laughed at me when I said I would have Claude Puel back. I would have Claude Puel back tomorrow. I'd have Peter Taylor back tomorrow. Anybody that can come in and have half the Chuckle Brothers. Is anybody who will come in now 
anyone that comes in now will just lift the team. They had a new... Well, they didn't have a new manager bounce, Crystal Palace. They had a new manager, fucking Mount Everest. As, as Brad said yesterday, we've got an old manager pothole. But I, I always used to say the book stay, stops with Rogers. Yes, it does. But the bigger book, as I put right at the start there, the bigger book stops at top store. And that book is a knocking, and I know I'm mixing my metaphors up here, but that one is knocking. I can hear him knocking. I don't know about Dave Edmonds. It's getting louder and louder, and you are not listening, Top. What has happened to this club that you you brought in to? And you didn't just buy into the club, you bought into the whole community. We love you for what you've done. You are the best owners that any club could ever wish for. 96% a few years ago of our of our fans said they were satisfied with our owners. And we all went, what the bloody hell are those other 4% on? But now, you do some things brilliantly. But you, you've got to, well, as I put here, maybe I was over the top with this, and I'm going to be honest with you, I think I possibly was. Um, but this, this, I was a bit pissed off after the game. And I posted this, Top, the time has come for you to grow a pair of balls and make the decision and sack the clown Rogers. Your family's legacy has been ruined by your inability to act. From the chairman that brought Rogers in and won the FA Cup to the one that wouldn't sack the same man and got us relegated. You know, you've done so... You are ruining your own legacy. You're taking us back to where we were when you first bought us. Thank you, Facebook user. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, I... The, the, the worst thing is... Forget, forget extending the stadium. Forget doing this beautiful dream to have this new superstore, this musical performance arena, retail shop, hotel, etc. that you're planning on building. Because no fucker will be coming to Leicester next season. We're looking at Bristol Rovers, Stoke. I don't know who else is in that division. Watford, if they, if they don't come up. And if we go down, I'll tell you this for nothing now. If we go down, we will not be doing a Burnley. Not with this manager. And whatever manager comes in, he will have such a hard job and he won't be bouncing back like Burnley because I don't think we'll go out and buy the players like Burnley. Because I'll tell you why all those players have gone to Burnley, Vincent Company. They've looked at him and go, yeah, I respect him. I'll go inside. So we've got to get somebody of that ilk. Top, you acted quickly with Puel. You got him out the door, and within the week, you had Brendan in. Now, I don't care who it is, and I don't care if we turn and say, well, look who's available. Let the shit available. I don't know, has anybody ever said we want to lose? I'm, I've not seen that unless somebody has commented at it in the post. I don't want my club to lose. 
If I wanted my club to lose so that Brendan Rodgers gets sacked, I wouldn't be sat here now nearly having another fucking heart attack talking about it. But he needs to leave great even if we stay up. Never want my... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Team to lose. That's why we're so passionate about it. Man United fans were like this with uh, with Solskjaer. And we didn't appreciate it. We laughed and said, look, you know, look where you were, look where he's put you. But it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Newcastle with um, Steve Bruce. I'd even fucking take Steve Bruce. That's how bad it is. Get Alan Pardew in, give him a 20-year contract and carry on paying him for 19 years after the end of the season like Newcastle did. I don't care. Anybody. Anybody. No, he hasn't, um, Lena. Um, I... Lampard? Would I take Fran Lampard now? Yes. And so, oh, he's, he can't do as good a job as Brendan. Could he do a worse job? Look, get him out. Make the decision, because I tell you what, if you think we've just had to write off £192 million top, think how much... Think how much... we would lose if we go down. I'll be very surprised if we come straight back up again. I really do. I I know my team. Uh, I, I, I really don't want Brucey, but at the moment, I'm that pissed off, that annoyed, I would take anybody. But you, it's, that decision has got to be made. I'm sorry, Top. And, and like, like I said, everybody's opinion is worthwhile. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, this guy said, and he replied to, to, to that particular post that you can see on the screen there. He replied to this on Twitter and said, Top has different circumstances, Top has different circumstances to navigate than Coon Vishai had. The King Power Group value has dropped by a third. Things have to be done differently at the moment. I hope Brendan goes, although believe that he should be in the, should be in the closed season. Change brings instability. Yeah, we saw that yesterday at Crystal Palace. <laughs> Look how unstable they were. <laughs> but, he's, you know, he has got a point. Maybe Top is distracted. But then it's one of his companies. And he should be passing it down. He should be saying to Susan Whelan, get your ass in that room on Monday morning, Susan. Give Rogers a call and fucking sack him. 
we have got so, I mean, I think, I mean, well, somebody said midweek it was an ex-footballer that they should be getting ex-players involved in the club. So true. We've got Steve Walsh. We've got Jerry Taggart. Even Matt Piper, who I don't particularly rate, but you know, he, he does talk sense sometimes. Put, bring them in on a survival mission. Johnny Evans, I mean, don't let him anywhere near, anywhere near the pitch again. Because, he, 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 well, in fairness to him, he lasted five minutes on the pitch. He didn't even last that long at training after, did he? But him and one of the other guys, let's say, let, let's say Steve Walsh. Steve Walsh actually coaches kids. So he's got some nous about him. Can you imagine Steve Walsh? He would not accept what's going on now. Put him and Johnny Evans in charge till the end of the season. People could turn around and say, yeah, but, you know, what experience has Johnny Evans got? He's won major cup competitions. He's worked under St. Alex Ferguson. He's our most He's our captain. Give it him till the end of the season. Oh, well, we might go down. We're fucking going down anyway. What have we got to lose? I mean, look. Look at this this, this table. Somebody look at that and say to me, we are going to survive. Well, maybe Gloria Gaynor would say that. Oh, she'd probably sing it, to be honest with you. At first I was afraid. I was petrified. Yeah, fucking true. I'm afraid and petrified, yes. Yeah, exactly, Mike and, and Lena. But look at that. God, if West Ham or Southampton win today, we're in fucking trouble. Everton are above us. And look at the shit that they've been through. Let's hope, and I don't think it will happen, because the Premier League don't have any balls either, but let's hope they dock some points for this um, dodgy money dealings that they've been doing. Leeds, for God's sake, who stayed up on the last day. Bournemouth, who lost, who lost 9-0 during the season, are above us. Southampton, who are bottom of the league, have beaten us twice. The first time, the first time, when it was too hot. Do you remember that? It was so too hot, so Brendan only made two subs. Yeah, that's the sort of level of... Uh, IQ that our, our so-called superior coach that brings kids through. Brings kids through. Barnes and, and Kieran Jewsby Hall are treading water. They're not improving. I don't mind Forrest being above us. I respect Forrest. And I know uh, Luke, who, who comes in, who's a Forrest fan, the true Ed, said that I'd, I'd offer you Steve Cooper as a joke, but you wouldn't take him. I would take him. I think he's a, after what he did at Forest last year, where he took them to where they ended up. Yeah, I'd have him. But I lived. I didn't think Forest would go down. I didn't think Leicester would go down. It's laughable. Right? How many? There's one, two, three, four, five, six. There's nine teams. I can't believe I had to count them, but there's nine teams there.
Was was it Brentford? I thought it was Southampton. What was the excuse for Southampton then? There's that many excuses. I you know. I, I'm, I should write them all down, shouldn't I? All ben, Brendan's excuses. I know. Was it South? Ah, Southampton. Southampton. Our team was not experienced enough. That was the one against Southampton, and yet Southampton, I think, at that on that game had put out the youngest side. Or one of the youngest sides ever in Premier League history. But yes, Mike, you're quite correct. Give yourself a gold star. Six out of those teams have changed their manager. One of them has changed their manager twice. Yeah. <laughs> I can say... just. Just give me a friend an excuse. I'm sure that's what he writes in his notebook. You know, when he's watching the game and he's sat there and he's getting his notebook out and he's thinking, hmm, oh, what can I say today? Oh, the grass was too long, yeah. I don't know. The funny thing is, and respect to West Ham, I went on a West Ham show on Tuesday and it wasn't because we were obviously not playing, though. It was just a general, general chat show. And they are saying exactly the same thing about their club and their manager as we are about our club and our manager. It was frightening because everything that they were saying, and when I came to comment, I said, well, I'm just going to tip X West Ham out and put Leicester in. Do you remember, Top, do you remember this? Do you remember that? What has happened? What has happened to this club? This club that was a family club. You you came in, your family came in, your dad, you, your company, and you bought... I said on a, on a tribute to Vichai's news show when I went on just after he passed, I said the thing about... Vichai is he didn't buy a club he bought into the community we love you we love what you you and your late father and the company has done for us we love you on you know (laughs) paying off 192 million pounds worth of debt (sighs) but you do need to make the biggest decision of your life you got rid of Puel, we were not this bad. You brought Rodgers in, we're going to get to act to attacking football. When did we last play attacking football? And don't say Tottenham. They were that bloody awful, we're bound to beat them. We couldn't, we could not have bought players in the summer. What is the point of buying players when we've got a full squad and we couldn't sell those players. Twenty is it twenty-five or twenty-six players you allowed in the squad? Whatever it was, we we had twenty-seven, I think it was actually. Um, so why bring new players in? Because if we sign them and register them, we've got to deregister somebody else while still paying them overinflated wages. So I get all that. I get all that totally. And we couldn't sell the players because. They were shit. Tielemans. I mean, he's fucking about. He's fucked the club up, hasn't he? 
bastard. I wish he'd go quickly. Um, thank God he's injured. I hope he never sees a Leicester shirt again. But, you know, we, we, we paid the price of trying to break that glass ceiling. Of getting into the top four. And we as fans demanded investment. It's like when we won the league. We didn't want to go and sign somebody like a Jamie Vardy from you know Fleetwood. We wanted to go out and, and, and be buying the, dare I say, Slamanis. But you know what I mean, the messes. We wanted, we wanted to be shopping at Waitrose instead of shopping at Audi. All right, we didn't quite do it. We were shopping at Sainsbury's. We tried to do what Leeds did. We tried to go for it. And it didn't work out for us. Now, are we going to be like a Leeds? Because, I mean, Leeds, were, they, had to, they had to sell their players. Not that they wanted to, or the contracts were coming up. They had to, to try and stick in... Um, you know, not 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 well they did go bus obviously but they obviously just fell and fell and fell i don't think we'll do that but i i said my worry was that that would happen but you know we didn't we didn't sell yuri and why didn't we sell yuri because the way that leicester city work is like a lumpet we play so we we sell a player Every season for big money. Chilwell for 50. Kante for 40, whatever it was. Mares for 60. Maguire for 80. I mean, you know, these are players we buy in cheap and we sell big. That is how we run the club. We don't have the biggest stadium. We can't, And that's why we have to be careful of FFP, that we can't just go out and buy player after player after player. We didn't. We didn't sell Tielemans. We were, th we were thinking, well, if he's not going to sign, we'll, we'll, we'll sell him. And we decided to take a gamble. So we, we, you know, we didn't sell him. Whatever we say, nobody obviously came in with an offer. Or if they did, it wasn't what we wanted. So we took a gamble and kept hold of him. The problem is, not just Tielemans, but the whole team became shit. If we'd sold Tielemans after that game there, when he scored that goal, we'd have probably got... Probably 60 million for him, I reckon. But the problem is, and this is the risk, this is like we say with the manager, if you don't make the decision at the right time, they come back. We can't sell him now. Oh, I know we can't sell him because his contract's running out, blah, blah, blah. But who would pay 10 million for him now? Because he's not the player he was. So not only has the guy that you brought in to play exciting football no longer playing exciting football, and I can't remember the last time he played exciting football. Not only is he ruining the club on the pitch, he's also ruining us financially. Because he's taking these rich... I mean, if you looked at Madison yesterday... In that game, he was captain. Would you say that was a fifty million pound performance from Madison? Was it fuck? We'd be lucky if that was a two million pound performance from him yesterday. I mean, the, the actual. I have. I, I did yesterday. I did the player ratings, and I think I gave. I gave one player one for turning up. 
So that was being generous. Now, Madison's worth more than 35 million when he's on form, Mags. You, 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 you're wrong with that. I know you're trying to play it down because you want to buy him, and fair enough. Uh, now, Everson was the best player. He was man of the match. I gave him eight. Uh, but the other t- at half time, somebody said to me, like, oh, what sub would you make? I'm like, can we make 10? Everson was the only, if it hadn't been for him, it would have been embarrassing. But so Rogers is destroying the club financially. But we cannot sit here and let it carry on. You know, Top will not come onto these shows and talk to us. And I get that. But the club won't talk. The club don't tell. And like I say, had Top come out at the start of the season and said, guys, look, I know we need to rebuild the squad, but we're a bit fucked with FFP. If we get into Europe, and we, let's face it, that start of the season we thought we might do. Oh, how wrong can you be? Um, but, you know, and he said, look, you know, if we get into Europe, then, you know, UEFA will absolutely, you know, rip a pair off us with FFP. We need to start. We'd have all said, we understand. But no, what did he do? He didn't say anything. He dangled Rogers out in front of the Lions, and we all went absolutely mad. And by the time he actually came out and told us, we were that pissed off that it did. Oh, fuck you. Telling him and telling us, that is a sign of a coward. Telling us when it's too late to do anything. That is cowardly. Somebody at Leicester City Football Club needs to come out of their ivory towers and talk to the fans. Whether there's an open invitation on LTID TV, and I'm sure there is on every other Leicester City YouTube channel as well. But they like to sit behind the press conferences, which were a waste of fucking time. Brendan's got as, a, as much charisma as my ball sack. He really has. It is so boring. I've stopped watching them because I'm not interested. Because the questions that are being asked are by journalists who don't say anything or ask anything bad because the club will ban them. And the club saying, you're not coming to anymore. Ferguson's done it. Everybody's done it. So they ask all the now. And what, what happens? Well, we can't hear what's being asked. For a couple of weeks, they actually had a microphone that went round to the... We don't. What's questions being asked? Oh, hang on. We'll, we'll get Brendan's answer here, which half of his answers are to, to talking about the other team. I thought our manager was Roy Hodgson. He spoke about him that much. So they're happy to do that. They're happy to not let us hear what's being asked. But nobody, nobody in that club, whether it is top, whether it is Susan Whelan, I knew he said Boyle, she might do a better job. John Rudkin. Anyone there will not come out and talk because they are scared. They are scared. And we're not going to shout at them. We're not going to embarrass them and ask them. We're just going to put the questions to them properly and respect the fact that they've come on. But they won't because they are scared of what we will ask. I want to remember... We all, Leicester, we're, we're all loyal to the club. If we weren't fucking loyal to the club, we wouldn't be getting this annoyed. Managers come and go. Players come and go. Unfortunately, owners come and go. But the club is the club. There's three important things in your life, I believe, 
your children, your partner. I would have normally said your wife, but it's a partner these days, and your football club. So your children, your partner, your football club. Your children will eventually grow up, as mine have done, leave home, and you'll probably speak to them once or twice a month. Your partner, to be honest with you, if you don't like them, you can divorce them, separate them, leave them. Or your football club. Now, I know there's some people that actually... um, You know, I'll actually say, well, you know, we, we support other clubs. There's a lot. I live just outside Bournemouth, and a lot of the fans that support Bournemouth support another team in the Premier League because they never thought Bournemouth were going to get there. How you can support one of my friends supports Arsenal and supports Bournemouth? I don't know how he does. I suppose at least if one of them wins in a weekend, he's not, he's not too bad. Um, Exactly, exactly, Alina, exactly. And to be honest with you, sorry, Mike, I'm not, again, let's, you know, I'll extend it to Andrew Neville. I'm just, how many people do you want me to name? You know, we'll include Andrew Neville in that if he wants to come on and, and talk to us. But like I said, none of them will. None of them will. So, like I say, your kids grow up and move home. Your partner you can divorce or leave. Your football club's with you all the time. In 20 years' time, when I'm not here, when I'm six foot under, talking to the worms, we might have new owners. Who knows? But we've got some good owners. And it's not this week. And let's just dispel this. Oh, we can't afford to pay 10 million to fucking, you know, to Rogers to, to sack him. We've just paid off 192 million pounds worth of debt. Of course, we can pay off 10. And it isn't 10 million, but of course, we can bloody pay it off. Top's taking a gamble, and it's his club, and he can do that. He's taking a gamble, as at the moment are West Ham, as at the moment are Nottingham Forest, in sticking with their manager. It will be interesting to see at the end of the season if Crystal Palace has stayed up and we've gone down. We'll know which owners have made the right decision. He needs to go. He's, he's not. He's ruining... The whole infrastructure, his training methods, and is everybody fucking blind in that boardroom? Is nobody looking at it and saying, why are we getting all these training injuries? For Fafana, love him or hate him, when he came, he went, my God, the training's intense here. Yeah, because more players have got injured in the training pitch than the, uh, the actual playing pitch. But nobody's looking at that, are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, fair play, Andrew. Fair play. Um, maybe swap KFC, Paco Bell, possibly. I don't know. But, uh, but you know, it's the long-term damage. The damage he's done this season that we could have repaired if he'd gone at the end of last season. Look, top. All we're saying is, please make a decision. And I don't come out and give him a vote of confidence because we mean we know that means fuck all. 
Do you not listen? Do you not get feedback on the game? Are you, you know, if you spoke to the fans, the fans would tell you that after yesterday's game, Brendan and the players got booed quite rightly after the game. I'm all for it. Not during the game, but after the game, boo away if that's how you feel. You pay your money. You got on that bus to travel down on that train to go to the capital to watch your team play, and they serve up shit and dross like that. Yes, you gave us free coach travel to Brentford. It's a strike, so we wouldn't have had any fans there. Well, let's be honest with you. Appreciate that. But then again, at least you didn't have to give us our money back, did you? Uh, but look, please just make it, do something. Come out, grow, grow a pair, show some backbone. Because if you don't, your legacy at this club, you'll be remembered as the owners that took this club to heights we could never even dream of. And then ruined it by taking us all the way back down again and further. Maybe as owners you should rename our club. Leeds United Mark II. Because if we're not careful, that's the way we are going. Thank you to everybody that has come into the chat. Uh, I've not read them all out, obviously, because it's not that type of show i read the odd one out as i see it but thank you to everybody that's come in agree with me or not agree with me you know you can still if you're watching this back add your thoughts into the comments on youtube um i know not everybody will agree with me like i say that is football and it's great that we don't me and brad we don't agree on everything and that's why we work so well together and even if we do agree on everything, one of us quite often will play devil's advocate just to create a conversation and discussion. So, great. Do you think Rodgers should stay here between till the end of the season? Yeah. I'm not calling you stupid or insane or anything like that. It's your opinion and you're entitled to it. This is my opinion on my platform, on my channel. Life's a pitch. This has been Less Little I Die. I've been Chris. Thank you for watching. And if you've been listening on the podcast, Thank you for lending me your ears. We'll be back later with some music reviews. And then tomorrow night, I'm sure the discussion will continue. Thanks so much, everybody. Please sub if you're new. Smash those likes. Really do appreciate it. See you soon. I should have gone to church this morning, shouldn't I? Do you think that would work? Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That's all, folks. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
give the doctor a good head. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.